Well, hello friends, uh, both those who are uh, joining us online and those who are in the room uh, with us. My name is Brad, I'm part of the teaching and leadership team here at Jericho Ridge and welcome to 2022. It is a new year and if you're anything like me, you are too tired to consider much about this new year already. You might be a little bit too tired to have made any New Year's resolutions. And uh, even if you did make any New Year's resolutions, let's say you made a fitness one. Well, gyms are closed, so that's not going to be super helpful for you. There goes your, or maybe that's a good excuse for you for, I was going to do a fitness resolution, but I couldn't. Or um, maybe a lot of you are still working from home and trying to craft schedules that align work and family commitments in some way. And so there goes any uh, resolutions you might have had about productivity as you keep getting interrupted by your children in any way. Um, or if you're like us, uh, there's still leftover Christmas baking that's just sort of hovering around in the kitchen. And so there goes any hope at you making any meaningful headway on your fitness or diet resolutions in any way. So we're 0 for 3 at our house. How are you doing so far when it comes to New Year's resolutions? So one of the interesting things that we're going to talk about as we go through the month of January is uh, this notion of routines and what that means and looks like for us. And one of the interesting elements that behavioral science uh, tells us is that how people change. And research tells us that sustaining change often comes not just when you make like an intention, like a resolution in some way, but when you actually physically make an adjustment to the habits of your life. Habits are actually the building blocks of our lives, more than these grand vague pronouncements like resolutions, because our life is actually formed by our habits much more so than it is formed by our hopes or our intentions about the types of people that we want to be or the types of things that we want to do in some meaningful way. And the reason for this is that actually most of our lives are governed by habits. And we should just take a moment to define that for, for all of us, just so we know what we're talking about. And a habit really is any activity that occurs over and over and over again. Many of them are actually automatic, and often they function at a subconscious level. So uh, a recent study out of Duke University suggested that up to 40% of what we do each day is actually not the product of conscious thinking choices, but actually the product of habits or the byproducts of habits. And the beauty of habits is that they actually save your brain some space. They help us to actually automate our lives and automate portions of decision making. In his book, The Power of Habit, author Charles Dehug notes that when a habit is formed, the brain stops fully participating in decision making, and then the patterns that we have unfold automatically. So, this is a helpful thing because so much of our lives require us to make decisions. But if 
everything we did in all of our lives required that level of active processing, it would be too much for us. And I think, friends, this is one reason why COVID actually is such a challenge for us as individuals and as a society. Because if that much of our lives is actually the product of habits, our habits have been altered so many times over the course of this season. And every time something alters or pushes into that place that used to just be habituated for you, you have to then go into that space and reorganize it in some way and rethink about the routine. And you have to engage brain cells that were not needed previously when those habits just functioned automatically and were in place. And so I suspect that that's why we're, a number of us are just so tired at this period of time because we're having to think about things that we never had to use brain power to think about before. Every mandate messes with the hidden architecture of our lives and changes your rhythm of life in some way. And so what used to be simple now becomes a little bit more complicated. And there's another challenge that I'm finding to be true in this season, and that is that our spiritual lives are also comprised of habits. And so if you have been around a religious community like a church for any period of time, you've learned or heard people talk about rhythms of life, things that people do in order to actually get close to God and close to other people. And over time, these things become habits. And what's interesting about spiritual communities is these habits interlock then with other dynamics of our lives in powerful ways. And they become meaningful. And so in, it makes it challenging when one or more of them is altered. So think about, uh, for example, a period of time when church was online only here in our setting. That habit of gathering together was interrupted. Because that habit of gathering weekly in a space actually creates and unlocks a posture of learning and openness to God's spirit. And also it's connected to a social or friendship dimension in our world. And so when one of those things gets altered, the other one also is altered along with it. And this is what I suspect makes online church over a long period of time challenging because it, it takes something that is a communal activity and it makes it individual and it lacks that dimension to sustain it over a long period of time because of the lockage or interconnectivity of those two things, the community dimension of it. Or think about other habits or other practices. A practice of reading, for example. Uh, your social media feed like mine might have filled up over the last couple of days with people boasting about all of the books that they had read in 2021. I was like, I don't know if I read that many books in 2021. I have to go back and check. It seems like a long time ago that I cracked a book open in that way. But if you think about, and you talk to these people, they talk about meaningful patterns or habits of readings, little chunks of time. Oh, I read for five minutes every day, or I read at this time of day, uh, or this is their practice of reading. Maybe it's an audiobook when they're driving. 
And, and if you do that, then in this year, you could polish off actually a number of books because you actually make it a part of your routine in some way. Or think about a, a habit like prayer. I find it most helpful if I connect that desire to pray with some other routine or some other part of my routine. So some people you talk to, they talk about things like, well, I pray when I'm in the shower. I'll just go through a list of people that I know and things that I know that I want to pray about. Or they pray and connect that with their routine of a morning cup of coffee. Uh, For me, one of the places that I pray is when I'm driving. And so I've developed a practice that when I see a model of car that I know that someone else drives, a friend, it prompts me then to pray for them in some way. And when I see someone driving like a maniac, I assume that perhaps it is my friend and I pray for them even more. (laughs) Just kidding. But the challenge with the discussion of habits is, is attention that we get into right away when we think about what the scripture says and teaches about the life of transformation. Because the question about habits that can come is, well, how much is my responsibility? Like, can I just put in place in 2022 a bunch of fantastic habits and I will become a transformed person? Or how much is actually God's responsibility? What is God's part in our transformation? And what is your part or my part to play in the transformed life. Because a lot of times, we want to be just zapped into a transformed space, into the transformed life. But that is not usually how things work, either in resolutions with respect to fitness or family or with respect to faith and the life of discipleship. So we're going to look together as we start this series at 2 Peter chapter 1. If you have your Bibles or your devices, you can open to 2 Peter chapter 1. There's also a Bible inside of the Jericho Ridge app. And this text gives us a little bit of guidance on how transformation actually happens in our lives. And Peter here is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit And if you remember Peter and know anything about Peter's story in the text of the New Testament, you remember that Peter was an impulsive, headstrong, early follower of Jesus. And Peter writes what he knows about. He writes about a transformed life. Because think about what we know about Peter when we first meet Peter in the gospel accounts. Peter is, he has quite a temper. He is a a fisherman by trade, and uh, being a fisherman is actually an interesting mix of habits, things that you put in place in your life regularly, like mending nets, or, uh, and then also this sense of other responsibility or other things that are going to happen outside of your habits. So things like weather or things like great intuition or just are the fish biting today or not. So there's this weird mix in Peter's own vocational story of the interplay between his part to play and other things happening. And Peter's writing two people in the first century Mediterranean world, and he's writing to Christians who are undergoing 
a season of intense persecution for their faith. And the question that they've written to Peter and asked about is, hey, Peter, can you just reassure us that all of this stuff that we're doing to follow Jesus is actually worth it? Like, is it actually going to make any difference, both in the present and in the life to come? And so Peter responds to that. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, he writes and says this, and some of the text is going to come up in uh, the screen. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith as we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and the fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. Verse 2, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord. So the first thing I just want to pause and reflect on and observe is that God gives us more and more grace as we grow in the knowledge of God. And this is important because if you're like me, you want the things that Peter's talking about here. You want more peace in your life in 2022. You want more peace in our world, in relationships in 2022. And Peter says right away, more peace and more grace is directly correlated with more knowledge of God. And so friend, if you want more peace in your life, the place to start is to get to know God more, to spend time deepening and developing that relationship and connection with God. That is going to allow more grace and more peace to flow into your life. But let's be honest about that. That feels a little bit vague. Just get to know God more. Grow in your knowledge of God in 2022. That feels a little bit fuzzy to me. It feels like just saying something like, well, just um, if you want to get fit, go to the gym. So if you're like me, you go to the gym and you stand around in the room and you look at all of the equipment and you're like, I don't know how to use a lot of this stuff. And everybody else around here seems to know how to use it. So you just go to the one machine that you know how to use. And then you just kind of put in some effort in that one area and hope that somehow that's going to work in some way for you. And sometimes when someone says, well, just get to know God more, it can feel a little bit like somebody saying to you, well, just go to the gym and you'll get fit. And you might go to the gym, stand around in the room that contains gym equipment, come home unsweaty and unchanged. But if someone asks you, you'd be able to truthfully say, oh yeah, I spent like two hours at the gym today. Which sounds really impressive, but what that might actually mean is you went into the building which contains the equipment that is a gym, and you went to the smoothie bar and sat for an hour and 20 minutes watching people around you work out and put in some effort without touching a single piece of equipment. 
You did not then go to the gym in that way. But friends, this happens in churches all the time. And that's why I think people can actually go to church for their whole natural lives and still actually when you meet them, they can be a total jerk. And the reason is they've entered the building, but they've not actually participated in the work of transformation. Peter lays out then a bit of a strategy for us to understand how you can actually participate and engage in growth. So let's keep reading in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. By God's divine power, God has given us everything that we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself, by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. And these are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So here's the second observation. That is that God has given you and I everything that we need for life and for godliness. Everything. God has opened up the door to relationship. Done. The text says that God has called, God has invited you God has given you and I promises, precious promises, and both the strength and grace to both resist that which is evil and embrace that which is good. And this is one of the powerful things to realize about habits, is that there's basically two types of habits. There are habits that help us embrace things which are good, and there are habits that help us resist things that are bad for us. And we're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks. And we're going to lay out actually a series of eight habits. Four of them will be ones to embrace. And four of them will be things that help us resist things that would damage us in some way. And Pastor Wally already mentioned one this morning. The habit of scripture before phone. That's a habit of embrace, something that you want to try and engage with that will help develop and strengthen your connection with God. And so you might begin to ask, all right, Peter, that's all good that God's done all of these things, opened the door, given us promises, but like, what do we do? What do we actually, when we get inside the gym, the spiritual gymnasium, so to speak, what kinds of actions or patterns or behaviors do we need to embrace in order to become the person that God desires for you to be in 2022 and beyond? Well, he finally gets at that starting in verse 5. In view of all of this, make every effort... To respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith or add to your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control. 
and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly or sisterly affection and affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord and Jesus Christ. So the first thing that Peter says right away is make every effort. And I don't know that this was something that I actually heard a lot about growing up in a church context. And that is that the spiritual life actually just takes work. You have to invest in and, and put effort into growth in some way. And it's kind of a good news, bad news kind of thing because you are required to make an effort if you would like to receive the benefits from that. And one of the, one of the good news aspects of that is that this is possible for everyone regardless of where you're at on your spiritual journey. But the flip side of that is that it might mean that you came to the end of 2021 and you might not have been as mature as you could have been in your spiritual development because you may not have applied yourself to making enough effort or work in order to allow God to transform you. Let's return again to that analogy of the gym and the gym with gym equipment in it. It's, it's like Peter says, God has done everything that God is going to do. God has given you access to a fully stocked fitness facility. Everything that is there is needed. And you poke your head in the door and look around and go, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if I have the time for this. I'm pretty busy. You know, the kids have sports on weekends or I'm pretty stressed out these days. I need extra sleep. Friends, you're not going to grow in this year if you don't make some type of intentional effort to grow because growth in any area of your life does not happen by osmosis. It happens by intentionality. And so let me ask you, just very frankly, as we move together into 2022, how much effort are you willing to contribute to your growth in 2022? This isn't yet even about habits or routines. This is like a pre-habit mindset. It's a question of willingness. Are you willing to make some kind of effort in some way toward growth in 2022? And this has started again with God's grace already in play. God has done everything needed for you and I to experience godliness and for you and I to experience growth. And then also, in the context of a community, I'm here, our yeah. team oh, okay. is here, okay. people around you, uh, whether it's life group so leaders, spiritual friendships, are here and willing Armenia. to work and with you, willing to coach you, to walk with you as you make every effort, to coach you through successes and failures. Are you willing, though, to put in that 
effort. And here's where Peter begins to actually lay out then a list of of like exercises that you could engage in. Uh, A list of things that uh, would have been well understood and known in the ancient world as leading to a well-rounded, productive, and healthy life. And Peter co-ops this list and says there are things about this that can help you develop and grow as a person of grace in your spiritual life. And this list is like a staircase. It layers or builds on itself and layers truth into our lives. So let's just look at this list just quickly. And as we do, I want you to just think about, there's seven things in this. And don't try to think about or focus on all seven of them. That's one common pitfall that happens with respect to resolutions. We start to try and take on too many things. I'm going to change all of these areas of my life in 2022. Just ask as we go through this list, is there one that stands out for you in some meaningful way, just a little bit that you want to put some effort into in this year? Ask God to highlight one for you. So Peter starts in verse 5 with saying, uh, add to your faith. So that's like the bedrock, the basis. Add to it moral excellence. Moral excellence is a commitment to a life of integrity, a commitment to a life of truth, speaking truth, living truth, congruence, not just in, in your inner world and how you think, but in how you speak and in how you act in behavior. How's that going for you in your life? Are you speaking and living truth and in truth? Maybe that's an area of growth for you to commit to in 2022, to speaking the truth to people. The second thing Peter says is add to your moral excellence knowledge. And I find it very interesting that this is actually number two in the list, because many Christians in their experience and in their thinking would put this as number one. The first thing is, I got to know a lot of stuff about God, but their lives may not reflect that level of pre-commitment to moral excellence. So Peter says, moral excellence, a life that is excellent in the way that is lived outwardly is number one. And then add into that basis, knowledge knowledge of God, knowledge of yourself. The third thing listed is a growth area is self-control. And this is the one for me that hits a little bit close to home. Because I talked about earlier, there's some habits, these two types of habits, habits of embrace and habits of resistance. And what Peter wants us to hear here in the discussion on self-control is that growth without resisting some things is futile. You can do your best Star Wars or Star Trek voices here, the Borg or Emperor Palpatine, that resistance is futile. And so the question that is being asked here in the area of self-control is, what are you actually willing to cut out of your life in order to achieve the desired transformation by God's grace and by the Spirit's work. We're coming up shortly on another Olympics. 
I'm not ready for another Olympics, but they're coming regardless of how I feel about it. And elite athletes always talk about how they, uh, the things that they've had to sacrifice in order to get to the level of athleticism and the level of commitment that they have to their sport. They talk about how they've had to reorder their lives, move to another place, change the social fabric of their lives, maybe be away from their families and sacrifice that. They talk about what they've had to cut out of their diet in order to maintain the level of fitness that they have. With respect to our spiritual lives, what might be holding you back? What might you need to cut out in 2022 in order to begin to experience more of God's grace in the area of transformation? Maybe for you, you need to just do an analysis of your time on social media. Maybe just think about cutting out five minutes of mindless scrolling per day. Maybe there's some relationships that are not advancing self-control in the area of your life when, with respect to sexuality. Growth without some resistance, growth without some self-control and a commitment to self-control in your life is going to be futile. And so what do you need to resist in 2022 in order to grow? Let's round out the list. Fourth, patient endurance. This is another one that is hitting close to home for me. Peter is writing to Christians in Rome, particularly, who are daily invited to pay homage to the emperor. And when they choose not to participate in that, they face incredible social resistance. And notice what Peter does to, doesn't tell them to do. He says to them, not, God, fight that hard. You got to go against that stupid emperor worship stuff. He doesn't say, oh, it's going to get better over time. Don't worry about it, gang. He simply says, you need to endure patiently. What a word for the day and time in which we are living, friends. Because can I be honest with you? I'm tired. And you're probably tired too. The sense of endurance is waning thin in our lives and in our culture. And so maybe for you, that's an area where you say, you know what, I just need the Spirit's strengthening and empowering work in my life to grow my patience and to grow my endurance. And if that's you, we would love to pray for you and support you in that journey. And so you can just email prayer at jerichoridge.com at any time. And in a few minutes as we respond in worship, Pastor Wally and Constance and myself will be at the back and we would love to pray for you in person. If that's an area in your life that you want to grow in, we would love to join you in that. Patient endurance. Fifth, Godliness. This is another character word. And it's important for us to remember that God has 
a purpose and a plan, and that is that you would grow increasingly into conformity or into congruence with the image of Jesus. Your faith is not just a matter of obtaining salvation. It's a matter of you growing in godliness. And so this is God's goal for you in 2022, that you would become increasingly congruent into the character of Christ. Sixthly, affection, brotherly, sisterly affection. This speaks to the communal aspect of our development together. And one of the things that we learn from studying social science is that habits are best done with a supportive community. When there's other people around you who also either want to change that aspect of their lives or who are willing to hold you to account in an area of your life, that's when transformation most meaningfully occurs. And so I have a person in my life, we meet every two weeks and we spend time with each other actually going over how is it with you? What's going on in your life? What are areas of growth that you're pressing into? What are challenges that you're experiencing? And our level of vulnerability and our level of affection for each other has grown over time to this place where we have such a deep respect for one another that we can't help each other but challenge those areas that are rough in each of our lives that we want to desire and grow into. And so what is your commitment to deepening your vulnerable time and affection with people around you? And lastly and seventhly, and above all, Peter says, is love. Undergirding all of these habits, undergirding all of these elements, what we want to see in our lives and in our community is something that binds them all together, that binds them up and keeps them stitched that way. And that is love. And Peter says, the more you grow in these things, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But verse 9, those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, and they have forgotten that they have been cleansed from their old way of living, from their old sins. So friends, there's a few implications as we move into this season of life together. And the first one is just a reminder and an encouragement that you are fully equipped and resourced to both resist everything that is a temptation and to also embrace everything that God is going to put in front of you in 2022 for your growth and for your development. There are no excuses and just say, well, I don't know. I couldn't do it. There wasn't time. There wasn't this. There wasn't that. God has given you great and precious promises. God has given you everything that you need for life and for godliness. And so, friend, you are fully equipped to both resist evil and embrace good in 2022. The second implication of this is that knowledge, just growing in knowledge, apart from any meaningful action on your part and on my part, is completely useless and stupid. 
You might think that the transformed life just means a series of new things to learn over a course of a bunch of Sundays in 2022, and then somehow God is going to transform you. That's increasing in knowledge, but it is not increasing in action or praxis. You need to put those things into play in your life in some meaningful way. And we want to be here to help you do that in 2022. And so over the course of our times together in this month, we're going to pause on Sunday mornings and actually put into practice some of those habits that we're talking about, just so you get the sense of them. And so that we actually get to not just talk about some things, but actually do them in our times together. And thirdly, I want to just remind us that personal transformation always has a communal dimension. And so that's why, again, we want to emphasize and prioritize small groups here at Jericho. Those are places where people can come around you and you can get in those spaces week in and week out to help you grow in a meaningful way. And so uh, just again, uh, Pastor Jenna and uh, Jesse will be leading one, and Meg and I will be leading one, uh, just based around this book called The Common Rule, Habits of Purpose for an Age of Distraction. And I've got a couple extra copies of the book, and so if that's something that you say, hey, I want to engage with, uh, then we'd like to get you a copy of that today. Just come and see me uh, at the Welcome Center, and we'll make sure that you get a copy of that so that you can grow together. So what is the one thing then, friends, for you that God has really stirred up and invited you to consider this this morning. Jaden and the worship team are going to come up. And let me just spend uh, a moment, and we're going to spend a moment in silence, just asking God to highlight for you that one thing, and then I will pray and we will respond in worship. So just get comfortable for a minute wherever you are, whether you're watching at home or here in this space. We're just going to take a moment of silence and just ask God to speak to you. What is that one thing, that one area of your life that God, by God's Spirit, wants to put a finger on for you in 2022? You might want to take a moment just to write that down somewhere, maybe in a journal, maybe in some kind of a file on your phone, just so that you can come back to that and continue to pray into that. Maybe for you, you, God hasn't put a finger on anything just yet, and you're just waiting for that. Keep pressing into that. Maybe it would take a longer period of commitment for you to think and to pray into that space. Let me pray for you as we prepare our hearts to respond to God in song today. Jesus, I'm grateful that you have done everything that is necessary for us to grow in life and in godliness and for me to grow in life and in godliness. I know that in this season, you're putting your finger on that aspect of patience in my life, patient endurance. Invitation for me to grow in that. And so God, I want to make that commitment publicly to my brothers and sisters here and and invite you by your spirit, God, to shape and change my heart. 
God, I want to invite you to shape and change all of us in this season by your grace, by your spirit, by your love into the image of your son, Jesus. We want to commit to becoming more like you, to growing in grace and in goodness and in love. And so, Jesus, we pray that you would stir up that desire in each of us in this season. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit, we pray. Amen.